What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Guess what, y'all? The Black Wealth Media Podcast finally has a Patreon. We're looking to build a community that can help push the Black Wealth Media Podcast forward so we can deliver nothing but the best. Speaking of the best, you guys will be rewarded. Some of the rewards include priority access to new episodes, a percentage off merch and live events, and even a chance to win a spot as a co-host on one of our new episodes. For our first 100 patrons, we're giving away $100. You heard that right. When we hit 100 patrons, someone will get $100. Go to patreon.com slash blackwealthmedia or find us in the show notes. Peace. Mr. Tony. Yes, sir. All right, man. How's it going? It's good. How you doing? I'm doing good, sir. Good, 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 good. All right. Does everything sound clear to you? It sounds great to me. How, cool. how about on your end? Yes, sir. You sound good. And it's, uh, is it Adrian? How do I say it? it it's Adrian. It's like Adrian with an I. Adrian. Okay, yes, got sir. it. Yeah, man. You doing all right? I can't complain, man. Where, where are you at in the country today? Uh, so I'm actually, I'm back in North Carolina, uh, back in Winston-Salem, right at home. Oh, okay. Got it. Yes, sir. So you All right, man. You ready to get started? I'm ready, man. All right. Well, guys, welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I got a special guest. His name is Tony Jackson, the real money coach. Uh, Tony Jackson is a financial guru and also an author. And uh, you know what? I'm going to let Tony take over. I don't want to uh, do any injustice in introducing you, Tony. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people about yourself, man? Oh, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on your on your podcast, man. I'm excited about it. Uh, a little bit about me, man. Again, uh, Tony Jackson. I've been in financial services for 25 years, um, you know, specializing in helping people just achieve financial wellness, uh, you know, just a state of of financial wellness so they can, you know, really enjoy the lifestyle they want, uh, especially in retirement and those type of things. Uh, as you mentioned, um, just released a book in February, uh, Increase, Protect, and Dominate Your Money. Uh, number one new release the day it came out on Amazon. So pretty proud of that. Um, and so that's that's a little bit about me, man. Been married for 30 years, got four, four kids, oh, four grandkids, bro. Okay. <laughs> Man, I had I had three kids in college at one time, so I know a little bit about paying tuition. How about that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what's up, man. So, twenty five years in finance, man. You a vet in the game. Um, tell me, man. Like, how does it feel to you know have that much longevity? And you know, what is some advice you would give to someone who's just starting out in finance? Well, man. Um, again, you know, it it is pretty pretty. I'm pretty proud of that fact. You know, twenty five years. Especially when you think, man, like I, I started out in insurance and was um, uh, had my own agency, uh, State Farm agency, actually. And, you know, most people that come into life insurance, financial services, last about 18 to 24 months to been in this game for 25 years is, is pretty remarkable. Mm. 
proud of that, right? And I think the difference for me, uh, especially these last few years, is that I really have shifted a lot to you know financial literacy, financial education, trying to help our people uh, raise their financial IQ. And you know, in terms of the second part of that question, what advice I'd give to someone that's just coming in into this um, into this field would be to uh, put the customers first, right? Put your clients first. Um, my thing is I'm an educator and then I educate people and then let them make the best decisions for themselves, whether that's doing business with me on my insurance or financial investing side or, or going somewhere else. Um, my key thing is when you sit down with me, I want you to have learned something that you didn't know when you sat down. And if I can accomplish that, then then I've done myself some good, right? And I've done you some good. And so it's kind of one of those things Zig Ziglar once said, uh, if you help enough people get what they want, in turn, you will get what you want. And, and I really think that's true. And so that's how I approach everything is educate, 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 and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Okay. Um, something that really stood out to me was that you said people that usually start off getting into insurance, they usually ask to last about, uh, I think you said uh, 18 months. Um, tell me, like, why is that? Well, I think part of the reason that is, is because I, I tell people this all the time, is that if you look at just insurance, particularly life insurance and maybe annuities, that type of thing, uh, when you look at it, and the way people who recruit you into the business tell you, hey, this is going to be great. You're going to make a lot of money. It's going to be easy. And it's not right because you're dealing with people's money. You're dealing with a mindset, you know, especially uh, in the black community. We've had a mindset about insurance because we remember, um, you, you know, our grandmother had the policy. The guy came back, collected the money. And then when she passed, it really still wasn't enough. You know, we, we have this, this relationship with life insurance and money that hasn't always been good for a number of reasons. Yeah. Uh, and so I think what happens is we have expectation that it's going to be easy and people are just going to, you know, it makes sense to us, but there's still a lot of mindset that we have to go through. Yeah. And, and I tell people, you know, when I, when I started in insurance, man, I lost half my friends, man. They didn't return my phone call. Back then we had pagers, man. They wouldn't even pay back, <laughs> right? So, um, but, you know, it's, it's just part of the industry. But the good news is this. The good news is that I'm seeing a shift of that. I'm seeing, uh, and maybe I'm just getting older and that type of thing, but I'm seeing a shift where more people, uh, especially of our diaspora, are are listening, are saying, hey, listen, there's some things out there that I can do to create generational wealth. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we talk about. We, you know, we believe in generational wealth and we talk about four pillars of generational wealth being, you know, proper management of your current assets. You know, we're talking about your credit, um, your debt load, those type of things. And then the second pillar is proper insurance and investments. And then the third being uh, real estate and the fourth being business development. If we can master those four areas, then we can create generational wealth. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, kind of take me back a little bit. Like, where were you before you got into finance? And 
what was it that sparked your mind that made you realize this is where you need to be? Well, for me, um, man, it, it's always been, I, I discovered in high school that I was a numbers guy, right? Mm, okay. Uh, and so I, I took extra accounting classes. I even, you know, when I graduated from high school, I had one, uh, I had the freshman year of, of college accounting done. Um, but I always thought that I would go like the CPA route, that type of thing. I never thought about financial services uh, as a career path. And then, you know, I ended up working uh, right out of college as a accounting supervisor. So in that accounting field, but for an insurance company. And I, I was looking, I was, I was supervising, <laughs> I was supervising the agency comp, right? So yeah. I was looking at my check. And I was looking at the check the agents were getting. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm on the wrong side of the table, right? <laughs> so, um, but the thing that really did it for me was this. Um, while I was accounting supervisor, uh, my mother passed. And my mother, I was 27 years old. Mm -hmm. My mother passed. And we're sitting at the funeral home, right? Uh, and this is, this is, you couldn't even make this up, but the director, the owner of the funeral home was named Mr. Toombs, right? So we're sitting there in Mr. Toombs' office, right? And we find out my mother had six life insurance policies, but not, none of them would pay. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at my dad and I was like, you know, don't worry about dad. I'll take care of the funeral. My dad was retired and all this. And, and my dad looked at me, tears coming down his face and said, no, you won't. He said, I will not let you pay for your own mother's funeral. If I have to mortgage my house to pay for it, I won't let you do it. Yeah. And, and that was a pivotal point for me because I realized if my parents who were um, great middle class, right? Worked hard, provided, built a brand new house, all these things that we are told to do and if they didn't know what they had and how it worked, how many more people out there would be just like them? And so that's when I made up my mind that this is something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, you know, while you were on your, your journey of, you know, being in the finance industry and like, you know, you started very young, um, who would you say in the finance uh, in the finance industry has inspired you the most? Wow, man, that's, that's a, that's an awesome question. Um, and and let, let me tell you kind of, I, I've been, I've been really, really blessed, bro, um, to be connected with some folks that have really poured into me, especially uh, over the last five, six years. I'm talking people like Dr. George Frazier, um, Power Networking Conference. Dr. Frazier has been a mentor, uh, encouragement in this area of, especially as we, we turn to financial literacy. Um, so Dr. Frazier has been a great influence for me. I've had the pleasure of, of, you know, having some conversations and even having Dr. Boyce Watkins involved in my book launch. Wow, okay. Um, and so, you know, Dr. Boyce Watkins from a distance, right? Um, has been a great mentor. And the fact that he was willing to, to do my book launch was, was pretty awesome. Dr. Dennis Kimbrell, author of Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Again, some really heavyweights in this space 
Um, and they're so willing to just pour into you. And so those have been some great influences uh, for me. Uh, and certainly, I think another driving force is just wanting to see the next generation do better. Mm. Um, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes financially. Um, you know, I talk about it in the book, bro. You know, I, I ended up on campus, right, with a Sears credit card. Man, I went and charged the baddest <laughs> Listen, I had a 300 carry <laughs> on this little dorm room, right? And I mean, it's this thing is kicking. Yeah. It's kicking. This this is kicking, right? And uh I was like, wow, this is great. A credit card, man, from Sears, right? <laughs> and so then the bills start coming. And and the interesting thing, I talk about this story in the book, is that then five years later, I mean, I, I'm I'm out of college. I'm I'm about to, I'm proposing to my wife, right? Yeah. I got Luther Vandross playing in the background on this stereo, same stereo. And it still ain't even paid for yet. I'm like, <laughs> man, you know, what, what is up with this? But, you know, it's just not knowing. Yeah. And so what I do is I take my education and my experiences and everything I learned in my mistakes and I bring them all together and I try to help people uh, just make better choices. Yeah. Okay, I, I think that's I think that's pretty dope. Um, I think that's very powerful, and also, man, um, you did you mentioned uh, Boyce Watkins, man. Uh, he's somebody I follow on Instagram, man. I, I look at like all his posts, and you know, I, I follow him on Twitter. He's uh, definitely a big inspiration of mine as well. So I think that's pretty cool that um, he definitely helped you with your book launch. So um, shout out to Boyce Watkins, Doctor Boyce Watkins. Absolutely, man. And I was with him. I was with him um, uh, not last week, but week before last in Houston. And just, I mean, the, the thing about Dr. Watkins is that, I mean, he could be like this really uppity dude, right? And all this, but he's down to earth, man. He's, he's, and that's what I find about people like him. Um, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, I mentioned, um, mentioned Dr. George Frazier, yeah. um, billionaire Michael, Michael V. Roberts. These cats are down to earth and they're willing to do anything. They're they're more concerned about their legacy um, that they're leaving behind than they are the dollars and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, what I, I, I talk about this experience that I had with um, Michael V. Roberts, who's 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 a black billionaire. Right. So we're out to eat with him. And, you know, this guy can afford to buy this whole restaurant that we're in. And I, I won't name the restaurant, but but and and he, they put the gratuity automatically on the check, and he was like, "No, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you're not gonna do that to me, right? <laughs> because you know you can't assume how I'm gonna spend my money." Yeah. Now we're talking about a billionaire owns hotels across the world, has a castle in Bahamas, and 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 that's how he is. Yeah. And you know, so it's people like that that uh, inspire me. And, you know, another great story, I had a, met this guy named Bill Picard, man, and, and I thought he was just a bum, man, walking through the convention center, honestly. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm going to stop and talk to him. He had a Detroit shirt on. I'm from Michigan. I strike up a conversation with this guy and, uh, you know, just a friendly conversation, not knowing who he was. The next day, he's the millionaire, 
guest speaker at this conference. I'm oh, like, wow. this is the guy <laughs> I was talking to last night in the convention center wandering through. But but they don't, you know, here's here's what we say. We say, you know, rich people stay rich by acting poor. Yeah. Poor people stay poor by acting rich. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've found is the guys that are really wealthy and ladies that are really wealthy, you 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 can't tell it by what they wear and what they drive. You know, they all drive nice, they yeah. look nice, but they don't flaunt their wealth. Right. And I love that. I love that. Right. Um, and I think also just to add to that, man, it, it's a lot of uh, fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people that practice that and they want to, you know, look rich when they're not actually rich. Right. Um, so I think, you know, man, people got to let that go, man. <laughs> well, and the, the thing about it is, man, we, we have that status anxiety as people. I mean, I, I want to look like I'm rich. But the goal is not to look like you're rich. The goal is to be rich. Exactly. And 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 not only that, it's not about how much you make. It's about how much you keep. And then Kiyosaki said, mm. beyond that, it's about how much you leave for the next generation. Mm-hmm. So that we don't keep starting over, bro. What's going on, guys? I just want to come up here real quick and say thank you to those that have been continuing to listen to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I really appreciate you. You have no idea, but I do need your help. If you guys find value in the content that's being produced, I need you to share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors, and your coworkers. It, it doesn't matter. Also, on whatever platform you guys are listening to, leave comments and give me a star rating. Let me know what you dislike. Let me know what you did like. And also, you can you guys can even suggest what you guys want me to talk about on some of my future episodes. Again, guys, like I said, I want to add more value, but I do need your help to grow this show. Now, let's get back into this episode. Peace. I mean, we got to get out of this mentality. And in my 25 years of doing this, I've talked to fellas like, well, you know, let's just say life insurance, for example. I don't want any life insurance because I don't I don't want to I don't want to make somebody else rich when I die. Bro, come on. <laughs> you, you, you ain't got two nickels to rub together. Yeah. You leverage your money and leave a million dollars behind for your children so that your children don't start in the basement. I mean, we ain't even starting on the first yeah. floor. Yeah. We're starting in the basement. And we got to get away from that mindset. Man, definitely. I mean, I, I think it's the least uh, somebody can do, like a parent. I think it's the least they can do, like even if, you know, they're trying to be rich and they just don't get to actually be rich, you know what I'm saying? Get life insurance and make sure the next generation, you know what I'm saying? Make sure it starts with them. So um Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's um, that's what the Rockefellers do, man. Yeah. That's what the Rockefellers do. Um you know that's a great book too. What would the Rockefellers do by utilizing life insurance and trust and these type of vehicles, not only do we not only do we set up the next generation but it also allows us to have tax-free access to our money while we're still living. Yeah. And that, that could be a very powerful concept. Yeah. And um, you did mention trust. Can you uh, speak on that a little bit more? Cause I know like sometimes people like even myself, like, you know, I, I'm, I want to learn a little more about a little more about trust and how to set them up and like how much it costs. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, I can, I can, I can uh, talk a little bit about it. Of course, I'm not an attorney, but but here's the thing. This is what we say about trust. What a trust does, it allows you to control everything but own nothing. Mm. And, and so, what happens is when we put our assets in a trust, we control the trust. But when creditors are looking at us, or maybe if we ever need. Uh, at home care or nursing care or something, instead of having to spend all our own assets, the trust owns everything. And the trust is a living document that's going to outlive us. Yeah. And so we can actually dictate what happens with the trust. In my book, I give some great examples of this estate planning type of thing. We have, on one hand, you have people like Prince, uh, Aretha Franklin, James Brown, that didn't have those things in place. And so there's years of fighting over their states. Yeah. You know, how, who's going to get it? Who's in all these type of things? And then you take on contrast, you take Michael Jackson, who had the Michael Jackson family trust. All his assets were in the trust. Yeah. And then he just had a simple will. And so when he died and the IRS came after his estate, they couldn't touch it because it was all in, in the trust, you know, with his mom being a trustee and guardian of his kids and all that kind of stuff. And so it preserved his estate. Whereas, you know, with Prince, I mean, 10 year fight over yeah. his estate. And it also, you know, puts us in a great tax advantage. The misconception is that you have to be a Prince or Michael Jackson, or you have to be very wealthy to utilize a trust. And the truth is that's just not true. If yeah. you have assets, you can put it in a trust and and therefore protect it and be able to create that generational wealth that we so often desire to do gotcha yeah that's um that's really wild man that um the people you mentioned like uh james brown prince uh that's really wild that they didn't have anyone to you know say hey you you should do this um you know that's that's just crazy to me and and you know, and I think so often when we think about and, and sometimes, you know, we can be a little hard on our entertainers and our athletes and stuff. Yeah. But I think sometimes they have so many people coming at them. They don't know who to trust and who not. Mm, to. Very true. And and so we're saying, well, you know, if all the money that James Brown had and, and all that, why didn't someone tell them to do this, that and the other? And it might have been, but they just don't know who to trust. Yeah, you know? that's true. And and so they find themselves, you know, procrastination often leads to us doing nothing. Yeah. And 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 unfortunately, you know, we don't know when our time is going to come. Right. And so it, it's just a great idea to put those things in place. And that's why I'm hoping too, man, that the book does. Um, you know, people will seek out services. You know, I have a whole chapter in there about you know, estate planning, having a trust, avoiding probate court and all those types of things, um, because it is, is it, it is important. Yeah. OK. Um, now, speaking about the book, man, um, talk about that a little bit and, you know, tell us, like, how would you come up with the title? Um, like, how would you come up with the important points to talk about and reference? And, you know, just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, here, here's the thing with the title itself. Uh, increase, protect, and dominate your money. I often say iPad your money, right? Um, that title really was a download because what happens is most financial advisors kind of focus on increase. 
Yeah. How do I increase your money? Because the reality is this. The reality is the more uh, of your money they manage, the more they make. All right. So that's one side. And then on the other side, you have people that come from the world I came from, primarily insurance. Right. And they want you to buy insurance policy for this, a policy for that policy for this toenail, you know, they, they, and so they're really focused on on this protection. Yeah. So what you have is you have these two financial professionals very good at what they do, but they don't talk to each other. They don't cross pollinate. Truth is, sometimes they don't even like each other because they feel like they're competing for the same money. Yeah. But what we understand is this, is that if I can work, if I can both money and protect it at the same time, now I begin to have dominion, right? I begin to have dominion over my money rather than reacting to Wall Street or reacting to what's happening in the IRS, I'm now more in control. And so that's the whole premise of the title is that we can put ourselves in a position where we have more control over our finances and, and do that in a way that we also leave generational wealth. So, so that's kind of where the title comes from. The yeah. subtitle is to retire financially free, no debt, no taxes, no stress. And I think two of the areas that are missing in a lot of conversations when it comes to about retirement and generational wealth is the power of having no debt and the power of, of reducing your taxes. Yeah. Um, because I, I'll tell you, a lot of my, my clients, especially my widow ladies uh, in their golden years, right? Their number one question is, why am I paying so much in taxes? And, and the reality is that we need to do some planning in that area. Yeah. And so the book itself um, first starts off with really talking about financial literacy, because, I, again, I think if we don't talk about budget, if we don't talk about debt, we don't talk about some of these basic things, the more complex things are not going to matter. Yeah. So, so we talk about that. And then I move into like risk and reward, you know, the stock market understanding um, risk and reward and how that whole concept works. And then getting into some of the other things that quite frankly, um, you know, other communities, other ethnic groups have been aware of that we're simply not having been aware of. Yeah. You know, how to protect ourselves from, you know, that spin down process, how to put ourselves in a lower tax bracket and uh, retirement and those type of things, because we, we can't get mad at the Donald Trump's of the world. Right. right. Uh, you know, because, you know, we talk about him and his dad gave him a million dollars to start his real estate business. Well, that came out of cash value life insurance. So guess what he didn't do? He didn't pay any taxes on that money. Mm. Guess what he's still not doing? He's not paying taxes. So he learned the lesson early. Yeah. But we, we haven't had anyone to teach us those lessons because this is the information they don't want us to know. Yeah. And and I read a book a long time ago, man, that, that inspired me. It was called Everything That Wall Street and the IRS Doesn't Want You to Know. Wow. And, and so we want to get this information out to people. So that's kind of the inspiration for the book. It really developed out of a presentation that I was doing uh, by the same name, iPad Your Money. And so the book is really just taking that presentation and expanding it out with more details. Uh, every chapter starts with 
a true story of one of my clients. And so the stories kind of set it up so you can understand the technical stuff that's going to come after the story. Yeah. And so uh, that seems to be effective. People like kind of have liked how that that flows because it just helps them. It helps it to be more palatable. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of the book, man, like what would you say are, you know, what's, what's your favorite chapter or if you don't have one, like what's your top three chapters? <laughs> wow. Oh, man, that's that's a good one. There, 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 there are, there are some things in here. Some chapters I really like. Chapter two, uh, chapter chapter one is is pretty. Uh, I like chapter one again because it deals with the basics. Um, that story I told you about my wife and I is in there. Yeah. Um, and then I like I like chapter two because it just talks about the risk of the stock market and how you can minimize your risk. Yeah. And there's there's a couple parts in there uh, that I really like. Um, and so, you know, it's just, you know, just getting off the roller coaster, yeah. you know. And uh, there's a segment I talk in there. Imagine you're standing outside the gates of your favorite amusement park and you're looking at a roller coaster and that thing creeps up, right? Creep, 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 creep up. And then it gets to a peak but when it drops, it drops really fast. Yeah. Right? And then it starts to creep, creep, creep back up again. And I was like, that's much like our money is on the stock market. And I don't like roller coasters. And I certainly don't want my money to be on that roller coaster. Now, I say all that to, uh, to still say this. there There is a place for our money to be on the stock market. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Everyone who's been become very wealthy has made some money on the stock market. But I think we just want to make sure that we have balance yeah, and not be too heavily uh, in risk. So so chapter two is a favorite chapter. Uh, and then I think the other one, and maybe because of my accounting nature and background, um, the chapter on taxes, just mm -hmm. how to uh, minimize the taxes. And so um, because, you know, we even the quote I put in there. That chapter is actually called "What You Don't Know Can Bankrupt You," right? Um, and we all want to pay. We all need to pay our taxes, our legal taxes, our legal tax obligation. But we don't have to leave a tip, right? Yeah. So let's minimize our tax liability so that we don't see so much of it go to Uncle Sam. Mm. Okay. So those those are probably my two favorite chapters, um, and then. There, there's a story in, in probably the last chapter, uh, chapter, well, not the complete last chapter, but chapter seven, um, where it kind of sums it all together. Yeah. And um, I tell a great story of uh, Mr. Jones, or uh, Mrs. Jones and Mr. Baker, and they're two real life clients and how their approaches were different. And ultimately the result was completely different as well. Yeah. And so I think that's it. Those are my three favorite chapters well okay all right well there you have it um mr jackson so you know how can people get a hold of your book well um of course it's available on amazon uh, yeah. but i actually uh recommend that people go to my website um it's ipadyourmoney.com and get the book there 
So at yourmoney.com, I I offer it there cheaper than you'll get it on Amazon. And matter of fact, for your listeners, man, for your listeners, um, you know, if they use discount code IPAD, that's all caps, right? IPAD, iPad 100, um, they can get the book for absolutely free. Mm. Hey, whatever y'all have it, man. Y'all better get that book. Listen, you got so many listeners. I might sorry <laughs> after I've done that, but it's out there now. So, you know, if you go to iPadYourMoney.com, um, on that website, you also, if you want, there's a 30-minute there's a uh, recap of my book launch that includes some of those names we talked about, um, Dr. Frazier, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, and, and Boyce Watkins. Uh, so there's a 30 minute recap of the book launch, and then you'll see where you can claim your book. If you go there, use that discount code again, iPad 100 at checkout. It becomes yours for free. All right, man. Well, there y'all have it, man. Uh, Mr. Jackson, thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to interview, man. Man, I, I, I um, man, I'm, I'm just thrilled, man, and and I'm so impressed with what you're doing. Um, it's so important, man. We we need this. We need yeah. to have these conversations. We need to get this information out, man. So thank you for what you're doing and uh, keep on doing it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, all right, guys, uh, that's the end of the episode. Um, again, we had, I had Tony Jackson, uh, the real money coach, guys. Definitely go check out his book. Um, get the book, matter of fact. And uh, again, I'm your host, Adrian Evans. And that's it, y'all. We're going to get up out of here. Peace. all right y'all that's the end of the episode if you don't mind do me a little favor and share this with a friend a family member neighbor or a co-worker if you got some value from this thank you for listening and be sure to tune into the next episode peace